Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bruins Beat. This is episode 71 with your host, Jason Buckley and Joe Gill. We do not have Mike tonight. Mike had something come up, but we cannot wait to hear about his takes on this game. And, you know, there are a lot of takeaways from this one Bruins game in game one of the NHL playoffs, specifically with the way Charlie McAvoy played and the way the team played as a whole. The Bruins got a key victory tonight against Ottawa with a 2-1 to win. Joe, what are your takes on this game? Ah, uh, man, takes. You know what I take? I haven't felt like this in three years, so it's awesome. Um, Tuka Rask saved their bacon in this game. He should be the savior of pigs because he saves the bacon. He uh, he played out of his mind tonight. He's played – I mean, it was some, like, three-bell saves, like all-world saves he made tonight. So he was huge. Um, I thought Charlie McElvoy, oh, my God, for 19 years old, wow, what a game he played. I thought he looked very calm, cool, collective, played great. I actually think he should have played more than, you know, McQuaid. I think McQuaid's a – a train wreck, but it was good to see Vitrano score. They needed him to score. They need some secondary scoring because, as we know, Jason, they only got really one line. And then Crutchy was hurt with some. He must have had an ingrown toenail or something. I don't know what's. I, I don't remember him being hurt. I know he didn't practice. Was it yesterday, today? But I didn't hear him being hurt at the regu- end of the regular season. So I don't know what's going up. But all I know, one thing, Jason, the Bruins are up one nothing. They needed to win a game in Ottawa. They did just that. Um, I don't know if you caught. Uh, my second period intermission um, podca- uh, broadcast on Facebook Live. But I basically said the sen- Senators are not that good considering the Bruins did not get a shot in the second period and they were only up one nothing. So that just tells you that they're not really a great team. The Bruins are on paper, I think, better team than they are, and I think they should win this series. So uh, I just, you know, just keep rolling. I, I think, uh, you know, they-, they weathered the storm and they played as bad as they played in the second period, they played that good in the third. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to break this down, Joe, because you brought up three really valuable po- points. I'm going to start first with your key point about Tuka Rask in that goaltending duel, because you know what? You're right, that game, if we didn't have Tuka Rask in there, if it was like any other goaltender, should have been like 6-0 six, six Ottawa. Yeah, I agree. Tuka Rask made some very key saves. He played his heart out. It's the performance we've been waiting to see for the last three years. It was exciting to watch. And on the other side, Craig Anderson battled. The Bruins were doing the same exact thing. Charlie McAvoy had some good plays in there. The power plays looked good in the first period. You know, barring that Colin Miller injury, which was another, I think, oh, decent yeah, I setback in this game for the Bruins' defense. And he tried to come back up, but he couldn't go in the third period. 
it's interesting to watch the way the Bruins in. played. They played with a lot of fire tonight, and I think that you know, you are listening. You, if you're listening to Jack Edwards and Andy Brickley, no NHL team can play that way for 82 straight games. No so way. if you look at the way the Bruins have played throughout the season, I'm sure that they haven't given their full potential because once the playoffs hit, it's another it's another level. And for the young guys, for these players who just got into the lineup, I thought it was fantastic. You know, it's it's just been fun to watch. So, so Jason, you're a little more, you're a little more in tune with the Providence Bruins. So, say Carl uh, Miller can't go, and you know Carlo and Krug is still out. Who they call up from Providence? <laughs> I need Mark Allred for that one. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, the Cross kid, Tom, is it Tommy Cross? I've heard. Yeah, I've uh, heard Tommy Cross has done quite well. Yeah, so I, I don't really like. I don't. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I don't follow the Providence Bruins. I barely have enough time to follow the Boston Bruins, so I'm not gonna lie. But you know, they, they're getting decimated on, on the you know on the blue line. I mean, to see McQuaid and Char out there together scares me because they're. I, I think they're together. They're about 422 years old. So um, I don't like that. I like McAvoy and Char together because you know, just like Carlo, he kind of re- rejuvenates. Uh, I, like, I like McAvoy and Char. I also like McAvoy and Kevin Miller together for a lot of that Kevin game and a lot of that like, first period. I don't like John Michael Isles with anybody. Um, he, he's kind of scary. But uh, I'll tell you right now, let's talk about the bad. Um, uh, Ryan Spooner is horrible. I mean, he's beyond horrible. Like that, he couldn't wrestle away, uh, you know, have that, you know, get get a stick wrestled away to, to root that goal. It was right in front. He's so bad. Uh, he's, he, God, he's terrible. And uh, my buddy was telling me, I guess it wasn't Claude talking about Spooner. I think Claude was dead on about Spooner. Spooner's terrible. I don't see him being here next year. What do you think? I actually agree. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to go as far as saying terrible. I just think Spooner's kind of a wasted talent, kind of like Kokochev, you know. He's put himself out there, but he hasn't really talked the talk as much as... Let me rephrase it. He talks the talk, but he doesn't walk the walk. That yeah, kind I of mean, mindset. Um, yeah. You know, when it comes down to it, in the end, Ryan Spooner is not what he cracked up to be. But would I take Ryan Spooner out there over Jimmy Hayes? 100 times out of 100 Jimmy, times. You know what? We're in the playoffs. Do we really have to mention Jimmy Hayes? I mean, we feel good. There's a victory, Jason. We don't need to talk about Jimmy Hayes. Kind of bring his the, name the biggest waste of a trade. <laughs> the other guy, that need, he had a couple of shots at the end of the game there that needs to step out of him. I'm actually wearing his shirt right now, if anyone can see that. Hey, my big fat butt. But uh, is Bacchus. I love Bacchus. I loved him in Team USA. I love him with St. Louis. Great player. I remember, if you remember the video when St. Louis lost to San Jose, you, you know, you see the emotion in Bacchus talking about Ott and all that stuff, even though Ott's a complete tool bag. But uh, he needs to step it up. They need him banging. They need him, you know, mucking it up in the front. They need him, you know, you know helping to lead this team because he needs to step it up for them. I think to go, you know, anywhere in the playoffs. I think Bacchus needs to play a role, so we need him to step it up big time. Okay, I was, I will, I listened to a lot of Felger and Maz today. A lot of Felger and Maz with Bruce yeah. talk today, yeah. Um, yeah. and Felger and Maz brought up a lot of decent points on that standpoint. People like Bacchus and Bolesky, they have that deep playoff experience, so they need, mm-hmm. they need to play like they had that deep playoff experience. Uh, Bacchus in the towards the end of the game was getting mixed up in it, but in the beginning of the game, you barely noticed him. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's just, uh, I mean, I think, God, he's ended up, uh, Felger was right, I mean, he looked really slow, and uh, that, that uh, Backus is a shell of what he was a couple of years ago, I mean, yeah, I that's mean, what they say about the power forward position. I, I mean, he just, you know, for this, for the new, you know, the new style of NHL, I mean, he just can't keep up, and plus, so that, that I just hope that, uh, 
hope he just be able. He turns it up, gets a couple big goals for him for him in the series because that that contract will look very very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Bolesky Keep going, Joe. Okay. Bolesky looked okay. I mean, he you know he had a uh, he had that deflection out. You know, went on on uh, went on Anderson. He, he was decent. He wasn't great, but he's like you said, he had that big run. But he was also with what Corey Perry and Getzlaff. So you know. Again, I, I'm, I'm assuming you must have watched Felger and Madison because they brought up that point today, too. Oh, actually, I didn't, but because we're all brilliant. That, that's why. But uh, Fred Toucher on 98.5 in the morning, Toucher and Rich, has been given the business to Vitrano. And uh, I actually tweeted uh, Fred Toucher said, Vitrano heard you. So that, that was a beautiful snipe, and that's exactly what they needed. Um, he's got you know, he's to he's pitch in. Bacchus has to pitch in. You know, Bolesky get a goal here or there. You know, that third and fourth line. I think the fourth line, even though it should be the third line, with more. But uh, that they need more scoring from uh, their other lines because they can't have just the first line do it all the time. And here's the thing, and this is what we know, we recognize about playoff hockey. The Boston Bruins still have a lot of players with a lot of playoff experience. So this series, seeing how the Bruins took advantage in Game 1, the Bruins have the ability to wear down Ottawa throughout the series. I don't think Ottawa can play that defense that they're playing and do nothing and win the series. I think the the Boston Boston's toughness will eventually get to Ottawa. I mean, if you look at Ottawa, I mean, who really scares you in Ottawa? Maybe Bobby Ryan, maybe and Carlson. I mean, who Carlson, else? I that's know. about it. And Carlson, yeah, not even Carlson, it's not the Capitals who are absolutely stacked to the ceiling. You know what I mean with talent. So if they they need, I mean, I don't even think Ottawa played that trap in the first two periods at all. It was like run and gun. I mean, pretty much. And then they try to do it in the third, and it kind of bit them in the rear end. Um, I think the Bruins just keep bringing it. They need to put up 60 minutes. We can't have any more of those second periods. That second period was probably one of the worst of the season. So uh, Tuka kept a minute, thank God. Um, even the goal Tuka let up. I mean, he did everything possible to freaking make that save. So this is probably one of Tuka's uh, best games of the season by far. Yeah, I'm not going to sit back here and harp on Rask for one goal. I'm good. No, not no with way. the saves no, I watched him make. Not with those breakaway saves. Not with the back-to-back saves. He he put himself out of this game. So Rask, I'm not worried about in the slightest. Now, give me an in-depth of what you really thought of McAvoy in the in this first game with the Bruins. His first yeah, just ever going game. back to I'll jump to McAvoy. Uh, Ryan Richard, who's in our uh, Facebook live chat, who's the biggest Tuka Rask detractor, stepped up to the stepped up to the uh, to the podium and gave Tuka Rask credit. So. The haters are noticing well now because now it's the playoff time. So, of course, if the Bruins lose the next four, they're going to blame them anyway. But McAvoy, uh, I believe McAvoy was very poised, very calm and cool and collective. I thought he had good quarterbacking skills on the uh, power play. And, uh, you know, I think he held his own when it was five on five. Um, I, I think he could have – I think they could have given him a little more ice time because, like I said, McCoy kind of scares the, you know, the crap out of me. So – I think McAvoy definitely stepped up. I see him not leaving the lineup regardless um, at all. I mean, I think if uh, Kahlo and crew come back, that means, you know, how can you take McAvoy out? You know, you might have McAvoy over Kahlo, to be honest with you. Cause he brought McAvoy no, you would have McAvoy over Lyles. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right, Lyles. I forget about that that waste of space that we gave away. I don't know how many drivers. Or if Miller's like. injured, you have McAvoy over Miller. The Bruins still yeah. have options in there. Bro, you're right, with Lyles. But, but if McAvoy plays with that same kind of poise, you absolutely have to keep McAvoy in the lineup and keep getting that experience, especially because he's your future. What I was impressed by was his ability to carry the puck up the ice and make those, make those passes and be intelligent with the plays that he made. 
Jason, I'll tell you right now, you're dominating tonight on this podcast. You're doing very well. And we, I'm just telling you, dominating. Thank you. Because um, that, you know, Mike comes in, mucks it up. Everybody gets scared because Mike gets angry. Look at you. You just come in like, you know, you cool the other side of the pillow, my friend. Good job. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm liking what I'm – you know, I like the grit that they came back and that, you know, they didn't – everybody's – you know, when they didn't get the Capitals and we got they got the centers, everybody's like, well, they haven't beat the centers all year. Playoff hockey is completely different than regular season hockey. Whole completely different thing. Okay. Plus now you're seeing the same team over and over and over again. You're going to see tendencies. You're going to see faults. You're going to see ways, you know, chinks in the armor. You're going to find all that stuff. You're not playing a different team every night. So it's going to be a little different tonight. Uh, you know, they can't let the auto get up on them like they did tonight, though. They need to get the first goal because then Ottawa's out of their comfort zone big time. So, um, Hey, Joe, do you want to know how many minutes McAvoy actually played in tonight's game? Do you have any guesses? I'm going to guess. 15. No, much higher than that. Add 9. 24 minutes, 24 11 minutes seconds. Tonight? 24 minutes, 11 seconds, 29 wow. shifts with a plus 1. Holy crap, really? He played that much? It did, yeah. did it not seem that much? It didn't seem, maybe, usually if you're not making any mistakes, they don't mention you, so maybe that he was just doing the right thing. So he was he I, was on the ice for one of those Bruins goals. Oh, that's, that's stud. That's a stud. 24 minutes, holy crap. I didn't know that. Wow. Did you Did you think it was that long? You know what? I'm not going to lie. During the third period, I was off getting ready for the podcast, off and on in between commercials. Yeah. Um, But it, I, I got that feeling in the first period when he was second behind Chara with minutes that he was going to get a decent game in tonight, especially when he was started on the ice in that very first shift. Cassidy was showing a lot of confidence in his new young player, and obviously whatever McAvoy showed in Providence those first couple of games has translated on the ice in that game. You don't see too many NHL players, especially rookies, coming to the NHL in a playoff game and play that intelligent and that smart and have that much poise. And this is a good sign for the Boston Bruins. He's almost a much better version than Dougie Hamilton at his age. Oh, I think he, I think he's probably better than Hamilton is. Uh, but you, you know, you gotta look at what McAvoy. He comes from a powerhouse at BU. They say, like in football, the SEC is like uh, pro. I mean, I think Hockey East is probably as close as you can get to pro in, in the collegiate levels. It's it's you know BC, BU, Northeast, and UMass low right now. UNH, Maine. I mean, it's loaded. Uh, Merrimack, kinda, maybe not really. Uh, and then he played in the world World Juniors and, and dominated. So. He, he's he's battle tested, not an NHL level. But, well, actually, no, he is now because he just got his first game under his belt and uh, wearing Michael Ryder's old number, which is you know got some good luck in the playoffs for the Bruins. So um, I don't know. I'm excited, man. I, that that was a big win tonight. I mean, granted, if they lost, probably would have felt a little differently. But uh, this is a winnable series. This is a very winnable series. Ottawa is not that good. Uh, Ottawa, if they get up, is the, you know they're in the comfort zone. They just fall back, but. I think if the Bruins can get up, if the Bruins win, I think tomorrow, you know, Saturday afternoon, I think, you know, I think. I don't this, see this series they, being a sweep. I see this series going five or six. But huh. it's going to be a toughness series, and that's what makes it interesting. And before we go further into our next segment, I'm going to literally pause the show and play the clip of Frank Vajrahana scoring. So everybody, just listen in. If you guys didn't get a chance to hear this, or out during the game, you didn't get a chance sure. to hear it from Jack Edwards' view. How's that for you, Joe? Uh, it works for me. And Montreal lost tonight, so that you know, double, 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 double good. And Ooh, was, you know, yeah, we haven't even had a chance to talk into the hockey games. We'll do that later in the show. I definitely want to do that. One thing I want to do mention though is that 
I do know a lot of tendencies from Ottawa now that they may become Montreal West because they're doing a little bit of diving in there. You know, that wasn't really their forte. The Pasternak penalty I thought was a crap call. Yeah, uh, the one, I guess there was a little bit of embellishment on the uh, one that was called a Marsha, but Marsha did kind of uh, hit the skate from out from the guy underneath the guy. Marsha's got to stop the garbage. Just stop because we need him. We need him, as you can see tonight. Uh, he's got to stop the garbage. He can't, he cannot afford to do that. You I know, know what I mean? If Marshan scores a game winning goal in game one, I can deal with that penalty for that game. No, no, no. But the thing is, Jason, as you know, sometimes he lets it get the best of him. He can't get suspended for a play. I mean, they, they just can't lose him because they don't have enough offense. You know what I mean? No, it's true. They, he definitely can't get us suspended. He's got to play smart. But you have to have that feistiness. In this, in this series, you know, you're going to see it. The refs are going to let these teams play. You know, you saw it from the moment the puck dropped. You could hear it in Jack Edwards' voice. The refs are going to let these teams play. And this is going to make for an exciting series. I mean, everybody's been sitting here predicting this series is going to be boring. Ottawa's going to suck the life out of it. And the Boston Bruins came into this game with a fire. Even though they had that bad second period, which they have to correct. And I'm sure Cassidy will correct. I am about as shocked as it gets for the Bruins having such a young team. I mean, they've literally started like eight eight different new players on this roster that are like rookies. Or that's how it feels with the team that's yeah, no. in the NHL right now. Hey, Jason, let me know Let me know if, uh, you know, if you want to wrap up about the game. I just want to – I don't know if you read the uh, Players' Tribune that Patrice Bergeron wrote today. Did you see that today? I did not. You want to explain that one to me? Oh, dude, it is by far, like, as close to hockey porn as you can get. So if anyone has not read it, please go to uh, Players' Tribune, theplayerstribune.com, and you see Patrice Bergeron. He's talking about back where we belong, about not making the playoffs. He talks about – Mark Recchi, when he came to the team, had like he was having kidney stones, but he played the whole game. Marsh, I mean, um, Bergie also talked about how he played the you know the 13 cup final completely decimated by injuries, but he kept playing. And he said, the, he said, there's no pain worse than not making the playoffs. I mean, it was just I couldn't, it couldn't get any, couldn't get any better. And they also talked about, he also talked about uh, Marshawn about not chirping him because you will lose. <laughs> and he had a line. Let me read you. God, it's such a good read, Jay. So you gotta T- check bring it out. Bring out that article, Joe. That's this is this can be something that we can discuss. Absolutely. So this this is absolutely great. I'm gonna put it uh, in the uh, in the chat room for folks if you haven't read. This is like phenomenal. So he you know he also talked about Marshy, and he talked. He said uh, is Marshy. He said Marshy's one of the best guys. And he said if there's a uh, he said Marshawn would go up to other players, the young players on the other team, and, and say to him. You know, glad you can make it. Try soak it in, enjoy it, just like Marshawn came up, right? No one had any expectations for him, and look what he's become. When Marshawn first, when Marshawn first came up, and I, I have these memories so clear still. I believe it was back in 2010, 2009. I went to a Bruins Predators game, and that's when Marshawn really stood out, started standing out to me. To me, he was just this young player, and now six years, six, uh, no, it would have been seven years now. Wow, time flies. It's incredible. Yeah. I would have never predicted that. No, I mean, you got to remember, too, that, you know, they were having problems with him when he was with the slew footing and all that stuff with the guy from Vancouver, what he did to him. That was fun, though. You know, as much as he was young and it was crazy and insane, yes, those rules changed all after that, but it was fun to see them go after Vancouver. Oh, I, oh that game, I know. I, I hate Vancouver like hot fire. But just to one, one quick thing, more thing about the article, this is what Bergeron said. I'll just put it. I'll just put it this way: If you ever see along the glass of one of our games, listen closely for a show and prepare to put earmuffs on the kids. 
So th- this is probably one of the, but you got to read the, it's, it's such a good article and just tells you what kind of guy Bergeron is. It's just, just amazing. So uh, he's talking about coming to Boston, not speaking English, you know, staying with Martin LaPointe. He was talking about when he came to the league, like Felix Potvin. If you Martin LaPointe, like the Martin LaPointe used to play in the Detroit Red Wings, Martin LaPointe. Martin LaPointe, yeah, he stayed with Martin LaPointe. He actually, you know, roomed with him. Like something that they always talked about Sagan should have done when he came here, should have been with a veteran. Uh, Bergeron did. And Martin LaPointe, who's also, I'm pretty sure, French-Canadian as well, uh, you know, helped him through it, you know, helped through the transition, all that stuff. And uh, they also had Felix, you know, Podfin as a, a goalie, if you remember that, for a short stint, Felix the Cat. So, But it was just a great article. And he also talked about it was really hard to see Claude go. And he says, you know, he felt, you know, he felt it was their you know, responsibility. He got fired and that, you know, he really liked how the team reacted and kind of, you know, uh, bounced back uh, at the end of the year. So it's a really good read, great read, phenomenal. Just and yeah, well you know, Bergeron's arg- article makes sense because Bergeron's one of those players who's played with passion his entire career. Oh, God. I, you Man. can't place the Bruins missing two straight playoffs on Patrice Bergeron. Uh, not in the slightest. For Bergeron, I'm sure he was livid from the very start. I'm sure they've gone through their frustrations. I'm sure the frustrations let out this year when the Bruins fired cold. But, man, did they turn it up when they needed to most. And they still got lucky, courtesy of Martian. Thank you, Martian. We still got lucky in spite of you. Yeah, but you know, like I said, you know, Bergie is just a champion. I was at, I think... First playoff series he played against Montreal, um, and he scored an OT to win the game. And I, I remember jumping in my buddy's arms. It was it was amazing. But uh, I have a Stanley Cup, a photo of him holding up the cup. I got autographed. I met Patrice Bergeron, nicest guy in the world, too. So um, anyway, uh, what would you like to transition to next? So uh, do you want to do our outlook on the rest of the series? Do you want to just talk about how the end of the season – you know what? I don't even want to talk about the end of the season. We're in the playoffs now. Who cares? <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, you know what, Joe? I, I, I like that idea. You know, we got, we're 20 minutes into this show. We're going to do a 40-minute show tonight. Let's transition into uh, what are our, what's going to be our outlook for the rest of the series. Um, what do you think is going to happen? How do you think this thing is going to play out? Well, like I not said, just they, not they, just score and all that, but the way the players yeah, are going yeah, to play. Yeah. Which players do sure. you think are going to step up? For sure. I think I think we did what we had to do already. We won a game up there. So... You know, if they if they come back when both at home, take care of business at home. I mean, they are three to one. So what we need to do, as I mentioned before, we need to keep. You know, uh, if anyone remembers, uh, you know, Nesson or uh, Channel Thirty Eight keys to the game. Derek Sanderson used to have his key to, keys to the game, and one of them against the, when they played the Hartford Whalers back in the day, Game Seven, score more goals than the Whalers. So here's the keys of the game for me, Papa Brown. Um, you cannot let the first goal. There's no letting up the first goal at all. Okay. Uh, Marchand cannot get goaded into these crappy, stupid penalties. They can't give auto. Auto has a terrible power play. So, you know, it might not cost them, but I think down the line, you can't, you can only, uh, you know, avoid the fire, you know, so many times. Uh, keep playing Charlie. Keep playing the kid. He looks, God, beyond his years, way beyond his years. I'm, I'm watching right now on Nesson. He looks like he's 12 years old. I remember when they drafted him, I go, who's this like 11 year old kid they drafted? Um, but he, you know, he, God, he got great poise and all that stuff. So, he, and then two, it's all about Tuca too. If Tuca keeps playing like this, no one's beating him. No one's going to beat him. So, I mean, I mean, what are your keys? What are your top three keys? My top three keys. My number one is the Bru- the Bruins stepping up and getting past that one three one. It's their offensive play and continuing to try to get to Anderson, get that puck past Anderson. Uh, you want to figure out what Anderson's weaknesses are and as soon as possible. I mean, really, Anderson's played well against the Bruins this season, giving up two or less goals almost every single game. 
the Bruins had a great game tonight. So my first key is getting that offense together. My second key is that defense trying to get healthy. And Krejci getting healthy in this series. Because you need to have all hands on deck. Especially as Howard was getting healthier. How important do you think Krugis, because they mentioned this a lot about the transition game, that he needs to really be there because it cost him. I didn't see it tonight. With the the play of Charlie McAvoy, I will say I did not see it tonight. But that's a testament to how well Charlie McAvoy actually played. Yeah. That's a compliment to a kid who's younger than me. And I know, he's way younger than me because I'm really old. I believe he's, uh, he's only 19 years old. I know. He could be my kid. How messed up is that? Oh, God. Uh, right? Yeah, not right. That's terrible. And then uh, and then my third key, and you said it correctly, it's to, it's to Karask. If he keeps playing with that fire that he played with tonight, doesn't matter how this series ends, whether the Bruins win or lose, if this team plays with that fire and Tukarask plays with that fire... I'm not going to say much. I lo- I loved what I saw tonight. I saw a team that came in and fought. I mean, uh, they did. They did. I I even said it. You know, oh Mike. Mike just joined. Mike should be. I think Mike should be getting on the uh, getting on this podcast with us. If hey Mike, if you're listening, jump on while you get a chance. Yeah, Mike. Come on, Mike. You're in the you're in the chat room. I think Mike's uh, just ashamed that his computer is like uh, run by a hamster wheel. Um, with his 1970. Type in your chat room. Tell Mike to get his butt on here. Yeah, here's it. Bob Haskell. Uh, he's uh, asking what the ta- the Raskaders are. Well, the Raskaders aren't here until they lose. I mean, that's how we do. That's how they do. Um, you want to go around the league right now and just look at what what has happened? Sorry, Joe. That's my phone. Okay. Do you want to just look around and see what what's happened? Uh, we see the Canadians lost tonight at home to the Rangers, which isn't very nice. Um. Typical clog game, very low scoring, and uh, they couldn't, uh, you know, they couldn't pull it out. You got the Penguins uh, basically lambasting the Jackets. I think the I think the, well, the Blue Jackets lost what eight of the last nine. So I, I don't think they're going to pose much of a threat to the Penguins at all, to be honest with you. Uh, what do you think about those uh, series so far? I are you talking to me or your fans? No, I'm talking. You're my fan. You're my bro. You're my fan. I'm talking to so you. I, I was distracted because I was in your page trying to convince Mike to come on. <laughs> you know, I, we we can't make him be. We can't make him be great. He he needs to be great. He needs to want to be great. He's too funny, Mike. But, we're gonna yeah, have a good show next week with you on. We miss now, your anger, but man, am I on fire tonight? Yeah, his um, anger. He's anger tonight. But, but yeah, go I ahead. I, w- I will say I watched um, Belgrin Mass today. They did this really cool segment. They did like a draft of their top ten players in this series. Specifically. Oh really? Um. So I want to ask you that, Joe. Who are your top five players in this in this series? Well, like outside of the three guys on Ottawa that I know, I don't know anyone else really. Um, well, Craig Anderson, of course, uh, is going to be very important. Carlson, I mean, that's you know, top top to bottom. List me list me one through five. Are oh, you killing me, bro? Jeez. Uh, God. All right. Either team. Um, Either team. It's says as if you were dra- drafting for the Vegas Golden Knights. Think of it that way. Uh, Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm going to rank in importance, of course. I mean, number one is Bergeron. I, I think he needs to uh, – no, sorry, Tukarask. I'm sorry. Tukarask has to be one by far. Are you talking about if I actually drafted the guys from this team to build a team? Is that what yes. you're really talking about? Oh, yep. okay. All right. All right. Five guys I, I draft from these two teams. Yeah. I draft two, uh, Bergie, of course. Uh, I draft McElvoy. 
because he has the most upside, if you will. Carlson, uh, Marshawn, of course, and I got one more left. It'll be Rask. Rask. Yeah. All right, and um, I'm going to give you mine, and I'm going to give you what Felger and Mazes were in a similar in a similar sure. order. Um, my number one would be Tuka Rask, uh, one of the best players on the team at the moment, one of the best games he played. My number two. And although he's not 100%, I am going to say it because he is probably going to get Norris this year. I'm going to have to go Eric Carlson. No, I mean, he's good. I mean, there's no denying that. He's, he's a difference maker. I mean, you saw him, you saw him pull away from Dominic Moore tonight on some of those plays. He, they definitely made, he definitely made a difference. My oh, number sure. three is Marshan. My number four is Bergeron. And number, my number five is Craig Anderson. That's a good list. Craig Anderson is good. I just want to do a quick shout-out from our chat room. I think we have someone from Ireland actually following us. I think his name is Sean O'Malleran. He, uh, is been, he's watching the game. It's 3 in the morning, I believe, in Ireland right now. He's waking everybody up, but he does not care. So that's pretty awesome getting fans from all around the world. Download this podcast. Pretty damn awesome. Bruins Beat on CLNS Radio. Um, you know, Jason, like I said, I'm kind of very happy. I mean, after the second period, I was not happy. After the third, I'm very happy. Seattle is gone. Like I said, Montreal has lost tonight. Penguins are, you know, winning. Um, I think if Montreal goes – now, I don't know. If the Bruins win this series and Montreal loses, who do we get? I don't I know. Get, if, I hope the Penguins win and we get the Penguins because that's our matchup game. Right, and then it, do they get reseeded after? It just – I thought they stay in the division. I'm so confused. I'm pretty sure they stay in the division. But if, okay. if, if Montreal is gone – yeah, and Ottawa. And Ottawa's gone. Do they play the Leafs? I, I don't know. This is they change this stuff up so much. I, if anyone in the chat room knows, I get confused. I, I don't. Yeah, they, somebody who has a bracket in the draft room, go ahead and let us know yeah, what the bracket is. Yeah, let us know. No, no, reseeded. Oh, they get reseeded. Okay. Oh, no, reseeded. Okay, we get the Rangers. Maybe we would get the Rangers. Okay. Okay, that's a decent game. Wildcard. Wait, 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 wait. We get the Rangers. Wildcard versus wildcard. That doesn't make sense. Oh, no, with crazy. three. I'm sorry, with three. You're right. With three. That's right. No, you're right. Um, sorry, I forgot. Last game of the season pretty much made that difference. Uh, so I guess we play the Rangers or Montreal. Okay, good to know. Um, also, to answer your question, I messaged on Mark, Mark's page who the defenseman would be for Colin Miller. Um, the name Alex Grant came up from Providence. Alex, don't know who he is. Don't know who he <laughs> is myself, but I've heard, I've heard a few. I've heard his name come up a couple of times. Yeah. Um, also, because I'm just going to make this announcement because it's a special day in Boston today at the moment. Sure. The Boston Celtics just clinched the number one seed in the East. Oh, I mean, welcome to Titletown. Doesn't suck living here at all, let me tell you. The one thing, let me let me do a little gripe here about about Nesson. Okay, I don't know if you guys, you know, I, I can't stand Nesson. Like their polls and all that can't. I just think they're the dumbest thing of all time. Um, when they do their check-ins with uh, the Red Sox. No one cares about Game 11 right now. And if they did, they'd be watching the Red Sox. So let's not do that between period. Let's talk to them. We don't care. Sorry. I don't like baseball. I'm sorry. I'm with you but on I, that one, Joe. I'm not going to fight that one. It. I can't stand that. I, can't, I cannot stand that. Nesson is so hokey. Their website's full of advertisements. Uh, just don't t- pull my uh, service until after the playoffs. But, uh, you know, I can't, I can't, oh God, I still can't handle Jack. I'm sorry. I, I wish I could listen to Goshen Bob Beers. I don't know how you feel about that, but I just, Jack's too much for me. I'm getting old. I like, I like, I like Jack. I've, I, Jack, Jack made me a fan of hockey. So his excitement, his craziness, it kind of meshes with my personality. See, Guilty you're too charge. young. 
You're too young. I know a lot of people in the chat room probably know. But I also, I'm not going to deny, I like listening to Ghost Room Beers, too. So on the nights that I don't get to listen to Jack, I usually try to tune in to Ghost Room Beers, especially if it's a late game and I try to go to sleep before work. But nothing, no one beats Fred Cusick and Johnny Pearson and then Fred Cusick and Derek Sanderson. They were the best. They don't get any better than those two guys. I was too young for that. I can't say anything. Not my generation. Seriously, I don't know if you watch any of the old YouTube videos, Jason, or all the, any of the fights just hearing Fred Cusick. It just, God, it was just heaven. It was absolutely heaven. I like Brick. I like, I like, you know, I like Andy Brickley. I like him as a player. I like, you know, I like him as a, you know, color guy. I just, Jack, I just can't, I can't, can't deal. <laughs> well, can't. Joe, we're 32 minutes into our show. I want to know if you want to transition. I have this cool idea in my head to do, to do a um, prediction of the rest of the series in the NHL and which teams we think are going to move on to the next round. All right, so we're going to look at the brackets here. Okay, so you look at brackets. Where's my bracket? I'm I only focusing on round one, though. Oh, round one. Okay, let's look at it. Okay, round one. Rangers Canadians. Um, hmm. Now that the Rangers already won a game up there, I know the Rangers were struggling at the end. Um, I think I like the Rangers in six. I just don't think. Claude's Claude. You know, he plays the same way. I see the Bruins winning in six. I think the Penguins are going to sweep the Blue Jackets. I see the Blue. I see the Wild beating the Blues. I think. I, I think that's going to go seven. I think the Oilers. I think this might be the year to like kind of go. You know, go pretty far. Uh, I see them beating Sharks in six. I see the Leafs and Caps going six. Believe it or not, I think the Leafs have a lot of good speed. Um, Blackhawks. I see a sweep. Who do you see winning that series? Uh, Capitals, though? Oh, yeah, definitely. Capitals four games to two. I see the Blackhawks sweeping. I see the Flames beating the Ducks. I don't know if you read the article about uh, the beer drinking with the Calgary Flames. Like, the coach didn't want them to drink beers. Then he let them drink beers. And after they drank beers, they turned their season around in the locker room. I don't know. So if you can get hammered and win, that works. Um, so those are my predictions for the series. I think in the cup final, if we want to go that far, we can talk as we go. Um I don't. I, I did a bracket. And I don't know why because I'm such a, a homer. I put the Bruins and the Blackhawks, which I don't see that happening. But uh, I think the Blackhawks are going to be there. I think the Capitals might finally be their year. Um, they have. It has to, right? <laughs> Jesus, how many times are they going to choke? How many times? No, are choke? I mean that's the thing. How many times is Ovechkin going to choke on that team with the roster that they have? No, oh, funny because he's so, done it. That's ahead, that's an interesting way of looking at it. It's a uh, truthful way of looking at it. So. My prediction, I'm going to go with the, um, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm going to go with the Wild over the Blues. I'm going to give it six games. And I'm going to call an upset for the Predators-Blackhawks series. Because no I think the, Bre- the Predators with P.K. Subban have a better defense. They blow. No. Come on. And based Black on the Hawks way the Blackhawks played against the Bruins not that long ago, you know, it's, it is a playoff, it's a different species. Joel Quenville has a lot of experience with the Blackhawks, but I could see yeah. the Predators with Pecorino if he's at his best getting past the Blackhawks in six. Ah, wow, that's impressive. And I've made some crazy predictions and ended up right. I'm probably going to end up wrong, but who knows I could end up right for the team. You're a crazy individual. Uh, my other prediction, and I liked your pick of the Oilers, not saying I'm going to agree with it, because I still think that the Sharks have one year of firepower left in them to try to get back to the, to the finals. Joe's not going to win anything ever. Uh, I don't think he's going to win it. 
but I do see the Sharks getting past the Oilers just because the Oilers are new to the playoffs, although they're under Peter Shirelli. Don't get me wrong. I am personally just rooting for the Oilers to root, to lose because of that alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to pick the Sharks in seven. I'm yeah. going to take the uh, Ducks over the Flames pretty much because of, again, playoff experience and goaltending. I'm going to give the goaltending edge to Ducks in six. Alright. I'm going to give the uh, Bruins in six. Mm-hmm. Goaltending edge again. Yep. And although the Rangers won game one, you know, the Canadians had one of the best season, were the best in the division. The Metropolitan's a good division. Very good. You got Carey Press against Henrik Lundqvist, and um, I can't see the Canadians' offense being shut down for long, but they did struggle against during the season. They struggled against the Bruins. The Rangers do have a halfway decent roster. Yeah. I'm going to still go the Canadians in seven. Very good. So who are you liking the cup? Um, and I, I still got two more go, two more to go. Oh, sorry, my, sorry, my friend. I got the, um, I'm going to go with the Penguins in six. Marc-Andre Fleury played tonight, which should speak for itself, um, with Murray being injured during warm-ups. Marc-Andre Fleury played, and they shut down the black, the Blue Jackets. I could see the Penguins winning in five. Again, playoff experience, and Tortorella's got a different play style. The Blue Jackets played great this year, but the Penguins have more playoff experience. And the Capitals, I think, are the obvious. The Capitals are going to beat the Leafs in five games. Okay. And for the Stanley Cup, I'm going to go, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm going to go with the uh, Capitals against the Predators. Oof. I'm going to take the Capitals winning it. Wow, Ovechkin finally gets his. Good, good predictions. And there. then again, um, as me being the Bruins fan, I hope I'm completely wrong in the realistic side. I hope the Bruins are going to win. Yeah, I picked the Bruins because I'm just a I'm because just a I'm just that fan person. Oh, we're but, homers, come on! But uh, I think uh, I think we're going to what? I guess we're almost at the 40 minute mark. I think we're going to wrap up after a uh, a great victory tonight for the Boston. We're going to wrap up. I'm going to wrap up in the new fashion tonight since oh, I like playing mean? with my phone. Joe, I'm going to stay seven for about one minute, and I'm going to play one more clip. Okay, go ahead. Enjoy that, fans, while you can. That was a heck of a goal by Brad Marchand. Makes you moist. Makes you feel moist in the loins, my friend. It makes it makes you excited. It was a great game for the Bruins. Um, you know, I I prepped so much for the show for the um, beginning. I didn't actually think of the conclusion. So I'm going to try to piece it together, the conclusion, as I go, since I've been on fire. Um, we are on fire tonight. In Fuego. You, you can find us on Boston Bruins Podcast on iTunes. If you like our show, we ask that you leave us a rate and a comment on our page because it helps build us notoriety and it gets the show around the area. Also, Joe, what's your Twitter? My Twitter is BigBadBruins88, and you also know uh, on Facebook you can find me at BigBadBruins1997. And I believe Mike is MikeSetter91, or am I wrong? He's not here. Who cares? Okay, Where? yeah. Screw Mike today. Um, he's, working his, he's working on his computer. He's building. 
Um, Bubble gum and, and tape. Right. And I am uh, I'm Jason Buckley ninety one. We're awesome. You can find us on on SoundCloud. You can find us on the CLNS Radio app online. And we thank everyone who listened on Joe's page live tonight. Hell's yeah. It was fun doing the show tonight after the Bruins game. Uh, we will have our host Mike back and hopefully maybe a special guest next week if I can work the magic. Oh. We yeah, were going to have a special guest on this week, but I had to work yesterday. I want to applaud Jason Buckley. You did a kick-ass job, my friend. Thank you. I, I You know, I when I first started, um, and I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a story before we conclude. When I first started and had the opportunity to do the show uh, and host, I used to get really nervous. So doing the show tonight, I actually felt really good. So thank you for those of you if you have comments on that, feel free to message me on my Twitter and, and uh, help me out. Question is, how do you feel nervous when you're the the, the, the ladies' man? That that's the thing because I'm, <laughs> I go, I can't actually. It's a, it, it's a difference. I kind of you know, you put me on the spot. I feel the pressure, but you it know, takes practice I, too. Mike's Mike's a natural host. I I, mean, I, I came little, on this from the fly and had to learn on the fly. I know it's a little. I know it's a little different when you know doing a podcast or you're you know you're giving back rubs with oils for the ladies and drinking device. <laughs> I understand. I think this will make the ladies different. happy today, seeing I got to host the show. Dropping those rose petals, you know, you know how it is. Making you know love. it. But hey, speaking of making love, the Bruins made love tonight. Love to us tonight, and it was beautiful. So tune in. We're going to be, as Jason said, we'll be hopefully have a special guest, and hopefully we'll be back. The Bruins will be up 2-0. Have a good night. Oh, more and, than 2-0. Hopefully they'll be up 3-1 to one or something like that. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true because they play Monday night as well. So maybe we'll get on Tuesday night probably. So hopefully they'll be that's up 3 That's what I'm aiming for. I know I have Tuesday night off from work. Just got to check with Mike. Uh, so probably Tuesday night might happen. So go Bruins and let's, let, let's get a 3-0 lead. Absolutely. Thank you to the Bruins fans who listened to the show tonight. I thank you very much. Uh, go Bruins. <laughs>